0: Welcome to another episode of Infinity X, where we give a stage and microphone to human excellence in the pursuit of never-ending opportunities and merging ecosystems with world-renowned entrepreneurs and influencers. Now, here's your host, David Harder.
1: From the studios of Epic Productions here in Red Bank, New Jersey, this is Infinity X where we give a stage and microphone to human excellence in the constant and never-ending pursuit of creating infinite sales opportunities by introducing megapreneurs and people that are up to massive things in the entrepreneurial and business world. Tonight is absolutely no different. We are joined this evening by De Bartolini all the way across the pond. I believe it is 1 a.m. where you are right now. De how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great.
2: Um, it's, I'm, I'm used to working at nighttime anyway because we're based in Toronto and I've been working in Europe, so I'm very excited to be here.
1: Incredible, incredible. Um, and you can catch De Niro on Instagram, um, multiple different channels. He has about 55,000 followers on Instagram. He is a top 10 2020 coach in Forbes, um, as well as Adweek, Thrive Global, Yahoo Finance. The list goes on and on. And De Niro, it is my honor and privilege to introduce you to my partner, the visionary behind Infinity X and the CEO of Epic Financial Strategies, Rob Gill. Rob, how you doing tonight, hey, my brother?
0: Up, how you doing, David? De Niro, it's so nice to meet you. Happy Trajectory Tuesday here in the States and across the Liffey. Happy Why Wednesday to you. And as we know, uh, the deeper the why, the clearer the outcome, brother.
1: So De Niro. <clears throat> Uh, we're constantly in pursuit of human excellence, right? Human excellence leaves clues, right? To know where yes. you're from, we got to know where we're going. Where are you from originally in the world? So
2: uh, you're talking about the the place where I'm from? Well, I was born in Italy. Then we moved when I was a teenager to Toronto, Canada. Um, wow. I went to school there. Um, and then uh, that's when I, I started my entrepreneurial journey after I was working about five years in, in the corporate world and i was uh, i was just not happy because i wanted to travel i wanted to be able to work from anywhere in the world and i was a google ads premier partner this was about 10 years ago and and, and then i i started working with shopify that was when uh, there was the ecom boom back uh, in 2013 2014 And then um, once I started doing that, I I just went on my own. Like I said, I started uh, my digital marketing agency, and I put together a team of about 20 people. And what I noticed is that uh, my clients now, instead of wanting me to do ads and all that great stuff, they were like, hey, how do you build this remote team? And that's when I started uh, coaching, and this is where I am right now.
0: Incredible. Can I ask a quick question? Please. I want you to stay on the formula. No doubt about it. But narrow. Um, I heard that you have um, a large amount of followers. Was it on Instagram? 55,000 on Instagram, strong. And my question to you, De Niro, being in the space of um, Google Ad Premium, I think that's what you said. Google you Ads being your partner back in the day, yes. Yep, do you have a secret sauce strategy when it comes to Google Ads and then how you do titles of your videos on Instagram that's able to kind of tap into the algorithm, probably different than the rest of us out here? So with Instagram, things have changed a lot,
2: Um, Rob. I'm talking about, you know, when I started Instagram back, uh, I started several accounts on Instagram. I remember the first one I started in 2015. I just was posting every single day. And within 30 days, I had a thousand followers. Things started changing as more and more entrepreneurs joined you know the platform and and now it 's almost impossible to gain a following unless you 're doing three things so the first thing of course you need to post on all different types of channels within Instagram so it 's not only about posting daily it 's about posting reels it 's about posting uh, carousels single posts um, and all that great stuff and of course stories but you also need to engage as much as possible so I have a team mm-hmm. of individuals mm. that are engaging with my community on a daily basis That's for course. hours a day I'm not the one doing it I'm not gonna lie I <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't have the time to do that um, but you know they're engaging with the community asking questions seeing if there's anything that we can do to help them and in exchange what happens is you put all this goodwill out there and it comes back to you mm. when the algorithm knows that you are out there creating engagement and receiving engagement that's when it boosts your content and provided you got to put out great content to begin with. Sure.
0: Sure. So the, so the magic is uh, reels, typical posts, stories, uh, but really having somebody on the team that is like specific to whenever there's comments to engage in those comments, create conversation um, in a, in a shoulder to shoulder, even if they come at you in a certain way that could be suboptimal, you want to demonstrate a behavior of goodwill Uh, be consistent, no overnight success, it takes time, T-I-M-E, things I must earn. Um, Is there anything um, that kind of, if you look at Instagram and you post videos there and or content and you go to the other social media platforms um, and being able to kind of drive traffic back and forth through link trees or indoor funnels Mm -hmm. or anything like that, is that part of your process as well? Yes, yes. So we don't only
2: use a multi, I mean, we do use a multi channel approach. So it's not only Instagram, we're on LinkedIn as well. Mind you on LinkedIn, we do a lot of outreach. But here's the thing, if you don't post content on LinkedIn, and you just want to, you know, just do outreach without providing any value upfront, you're not going to get the conversion rate that you want once you get on those phone calls. So the most important thing that I coach all my clients on it as well is you can repurpose content from Instagram or from YouTube on LinkedIn, but Mm. add the outreach component with a sales navigator, let's say. And once you have those two working together, you're going to add people. They're going to see that you're posting interesting content. You are going to then start a conversation once you tell them, hey, let's get on the phone, I can help you. I'm putting together a group of entrepreneurs that are scaling their businesses. Do you, do you want to hop on a call? Then they're going to go back to your profile and see that you've been posting for so long. And that's when really, you know, everything starts working and you're just going to get on your funnel, whether it's an actual, you know, sales funnel, like a clicks funnels, uh landing page, or just a phone call. It, mm. it, you need to have all those components together to make it happen.
0: And what's the perfect compliment to Instagram? Is it TikTok? Is it LinkedIn? Is it Facebook? Is there a perfect compliment? So Instagram is such an interesting platform, Rob. The reason why
2: it's interesting is because, like I said, you can post a video, you can post an infographic, you can post a lifestyle shot. So it really depends on where you want to post that thing. Of course, on TikTok, you're not going to post an infographic. Right, because it's all about videos. So, if you're yeah. doing reels, by all means, post them on TikTok. I interviewed mm-hmm. a lot of people on my podcast as well that were doing uh, business coaching and they didn't want to go on TikTok because they thought, hey, there's only going to be 18 year olds, you know, so dancing. It's not true. Not they found true. a lot of great clients there. Yeah. Yes. And, and they found a lot of great clients. So, at the end of the day, it's all about really testing what, what works and what doesn't. Give it your best shot for three months. See if you are able to create interesting reels that really complement what you do uh, on your paid services, and then if the business comes, great. If not, just move on. But at least you know that it didn't work out. So that's mm. for TikTok. When you're talking about infographics, for example, I love posting infographics on on LinkedIn after I posted um, I posted them on on Instagram, and the reason why is because. LinkedIn is fast. You go on, you just scroll, you, you look at this infographic, you you can get people to comment and and like it and share it. And, and again, so it's all about really finding what you're posting on Instagram and then the right channel to post it. Same thing. If you're posting uh, on IGTV, a long form video, you're going to take that long form video and upload it to YouTube. It just makes sense. Right? So there's so many different ways that you can repurpose your content from Instagram.
0: Yes. Thank you for that. That's unbelievable. Make sure you talk to Parker about
1: that. Uh, No question about it. And, you know, DeNero, I want to key in on something that you just mentioned to Rob before. Interesting content, right? What are you finding? Like I'm, I'm on your Instagram site right now and I'm seeing productivity hacks, right? That's one of the first things that came up and that was really interesting to me. How are you staying fresh and how are you diagnosing what it is from an initiative perspective that you're going to be posting from a content standpoint?
2: So here's the thing. Um, Posting on Instagram has to do a lot with research beforehand. Um, Mm -hmm. You're going to put together, first off, any business. Any business has about five or six areas that you can talk about. Whether you're a doctor, even if you're a solar panel installation business, I mean, there's so many different types of, you know, niches out there. And each niche will have about five or six different areas that you can talk about your business. And once you understand that you can go on platforms like... uh, any any platform where you can uh, just look at keyword research, you can do keyword research based on on things like how to. Those ones are the best. People go online to solve solutions. So if you're there to help them find a solution, uh, uh, solve problems. Sorry, find solutions. So if you are writing how to posts and four or five key points. You can, you can really create small uh, infographics. Then out of that infographic, if you have time or even if you have someone that can do it for you, you can write uh, some sort of like a micro blog as well with those four points. And so again, it's all about finding those four to five key areas that you want to talk about within your business. Go on platforms where you can do keyword research, find in- interesting titles that solve issues and then write about those issues and, and, and help people solve them
1: let's uh take a step back for a second um so you born in italy went over to went over to canada where'd you grow up in canada toronto toronto and um h- how long were you in toronto did you have your schooling in toronto did you yeah, like, yeah, yeah, start yeah. your I career like in toronto Eighteen years 18 years and, do, and what was the first corporate career that you had that led you to making the decision to go and pursue the entrepreneurial world
2: so I was working for a telecom company cold calling and then I I had a lateral move and I started working in in website building within the same company and after a bit like I I realized that I was I knew more than my boss let's be honest like I knew <laughs> because I was you know always that mentality of let me go home and learn more go and watch courses go on YouTube experiment on my own. I already had a very successful Amazon store at that point. And I remember that day where I was in the office and I was checking at my Amazon seller account. And I literally was making double the money from not doing anything on Amazon. (laughs) than when I was sitting at my desk and I said, you know what, this is not the right place for me. I'm just going to use that nine to five time to scale my business. And that's what I did.
1: What turned you onto Amazon stores and e-commerce? What turned me into it? Um, it's a very interesting question. I wanted to find a way
2: to make money while I slept. That was really the most important Love thing it. for me. I know it sounds, you know, cliche, but because I was working a nine to five job, I had two ideas in mind. One was to start an e-commerce agency, um, which was really what I was doing in my full-time job in in the corporate environment. But that meant that I had to cold call or at least, you know, do lead generation sales, then actually run the ads for my clients and all that stuff. And I was looking at the numbers. I said, if I want to get to 40, 50K a month here, I'm going to have to spend for a few years, at least, you know, seven to eight hours, if not 12 hours a day. And I didn't have the time to do that. Um, E-commerce. However, if I wanted to open my own Amazon store, it was going to require about two to three months of laser focused activities, like, you know, after work, before work, but when the product is live, you know, there's not really a lot that you need to do, especially if you have a team of VAs that can
0: help you run the business on the side. Team of years. Success leaves clues. Rob, you got a question? Yeah, no, listen, I, I, I appreciate <clears throat> the attention to detail that you're sharing, um, not only from the Instagram standpoint, but how <clears throat> IGTV is connected to YouTube, um, how Reels is on Instagram is connected to TikTok, um, how to research a topic that's out there, come up with a solution, have a 90 day strategy be able to kind of, and I'm assuming, bring in the proper hashtags, <clears throat> and um, you know have that tied into your system. As it stands right now, where do you see yourself in the next five years?
2: Well, here's the thing. We're launching a group coaching program right now called the remote CEO. And it's really what it sounds like we're building businesses remotely. Anybody that is a solopreneur that wants to scale a business by building a remote team and building their, their, their personal brand that's what we do. Um, or someone that has a brick and mortar business and they want to save money on rent and they want to go either a hybrid model remote and in person or just 100% remote, then they can also come to me. And that's what I'm going to do be doing in the next five years. I'm going to start organizing, uh, mainly, uh, events live, but
0: remote, um, and, uh, and do group coaching. Where are you going to have live events? Is it around the world? Is it going to be? So like I
2: said, like they're going to be live at the same time, mainly remotely at the beginning because of the nature of the business, remote CEO. But uh, definitely it's something that I want to start doing uh, in person, probably in Rome, to be honest. It is something that uh, this is where I was born. Um I am back here right now 5 6 months of the year um and then we go back to, to Toronto my wife is 100% Canadian uh we have a baby as well just born and 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 we want to go back oh, and weesh. forth but here's the thing Rome I think Rome has a great uh, a great uh you know it's a great place for people to to meet because the weather is nice um it's it's really central uh, across like from from I'm talking about in Europe um and it is something that, like, uh, there's not a lot of business here. There's not a lot of uh, digital business here, and I think that uh, me bringing that, bringing like a bunch of entrepreneurs, people that want to, you know, grow businesses here in Italy, it would be something that uh, that that's been, you know, in my heart for a very long time.
0: You want to read that question?
1: Yeah, I sure do. D- this is Denero Bartolini, professional business coach, 55,000 strong Instagram and other verticals. And Denaro, we have a question that comes in. Uh, and by the way, folks, if you have a question for Dinero, please put it into the chat. We are constantly looking to engage from the audience. And the question is how'd you find the people for engagement, Dinero? And like, what does your job description look like and the expectations?
2: So here's the thing.
1: Um, I'm going to let you in
2: a little secret because these these are things that I would tell, you know, my one-on-one coaching clients, but I do believe Thank that, uh, <laughs> but I do believe that, you know, like I said, putting goodwill out there will come back to later on anyway. Um w- you of course can find VAs anywhere. There are several different platforms that you can find VAs from Fiverr and Upwork all the way down to actual uh, VA agencies. What I've been doing for the past couple of years is using um, apprentices. and This is a very interesting market and there's a platform called Acadium, A-C-A-D-I-U-M dot Mac- com, I believe. is in
0: trouble right about now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right,
2: um, so Acadium.com, <laughs> I believe their fee is about $1,200 a year. I believe not that much. $1,200 a year. You will have access to three apprentices uh, for a maximum of 10 hours each week. So in total, it's 30 hours of of work. The kill. Um, for an entire year at 1200 bucks. Okay. And the cool thing here is this, is that they're all people that are going to be working in the uh, digital world. So you're going to find people that want to do ads, people that have experience in ads and want to get better in ads, people that want to write copy, people that want to do engagement, to our social media management. So it's all about going into this platform, finding the right people and, and doing 15, 20 interviews at the first time, then finding maybe like seven or eight that you like. You start with the first three for the first 90 days and then you start again with the next three and so on. And so what I've done is we've created um, a, a sort of like a, a training guide that uh, explains exactly what the remote CEO is about. Okay. So what we want um, and what we want to portray is, you know, our brand statement basically. And I trained them at the beginning. Now I do have a, uh, an operations manager that trains my staff. So my Mm. operations manager has been with me since 2016. He knows the ins and outs of the business. He could really write an email pretending he's me and he's not going to make any mistakes at all. I trust Uh, him, you know, a hundred percent. Um, And the idea here is that we're going to train these individuals to speak as our brand. And when I talk about engagement, guys, is this. Um, It's not only replying to comments. It's actually going through uh, hashtags of other people that have posted similar content to ours Mm -hmm. and starting conversations with them. And so once you start doing this, you know, uh, 15, 20 times, uh, like a day or even more, sometimes even 60 times a day, 70 times a day, it compounds, right? You're going to start this conversation, that conversation, another conversation. And then after like two or three months, you're going to have two or three people literally working on your Instagram 24-7, making sure that that uh, we get these leads coming in. Um,
0: you know, De Niro, listen, thank you, by the way. Um, it sounds like to me, for anybody listening, let's not be foolish here. It requires a lot of work. It requires a commitment, and then you got to begin to replace yourself by bringing in the folks that you're talking about while at the same time constantly managing the private conversations. Like that's, that's what I'm hearing right now. Um, is, that, is that fair?
2: Yes, 100%. Um, and, and
0: typically, how much posting would you do on, on Instagram on a daily basis between all, all the different options?
2: So, so when I'm really active on Instagram, um, I, we would post about three or four times a day in in different, again, like I'm talking about stories and posts and whatnot. Now these days, because we've been launching, we're, we're getting very close to the launch of the group coaching program. Um, I haven't been really aggressive on Instagram because we're creating the funnels. We're doing a bunch of interviews for a sales team. So it's not really my priority to create, you know, clout on Instagram, so to speak. But once the program is launched again, we're going to be back uh, about creating three pieces of content on a daily basis on Instagram, which by the way, it sounds daunting, but we do have a system in place. So it's all about first creating um, batching content, so creating content once a month. I sit down for about five to six hours once a month, and then my VAs take that information and turn it into anything that, uh, that 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 we talked about, basically. Except of course the videos that they send me back, the scripts for the videos. I go in, do this, do the videos, and then uh, I have of course people that are going to uh, edit them and post them as well.
1: You know, DeNero, I want to go back to something that you said before, because I think it really kind of correlates with what we do at Epic. <clears throat> you talked about how you wanted to get into Amazon stores and you ultimately wanted to break into e-commerce and entrepreneurial world because you want to make money when you sleep, right? Well, yes. today's world, you know, I mean, I, I know from a global marketplace standpoint, inflation's everywhere, right? Cost of living is changing. The cost of being a business owner is changing, right? And, you know, when, when, you t- when you're looking at positioning yourself in today's environment to launch a business if you were to reset the clock and launch your business today what are some of the strategic positioning moves that you would make either money moves and or staffing moves to strategically launch your business so that you could have more success and even greater verticals than what you did when you first launched your business what would you do now It's a great question. First off, I would look, you know, again, it seems
2: like a cliche, but I will look at 8020. I remember working for hours and hours. I remember this, guys. I remember being on the phone for 5pm Eastern to 1am on hold with Amazon to solve one bad review. And this Mm. was me when I first started. All right. So, going back to 80, 20, I would look at a 20% of the actions that I need to take as the CEO of the business, you know, high impact tasks that I need to take and then use the rest of my money, whatever money I have left, whatever it is, even if it's a thousand bucks at the beginning to hire someone to take care of the other things and then spend that time. Generally speaking, when you're starting it's sales right? And in and, and marketing, like if it, like your face, basically anything that has to do with like the, the, the voice of the business, if it's you, right? Uh, choosing the products even. Um, so I would do all those things. And the 80% of the work that produces the 20% of the results, I would get someone else to do for me. So I wouldn't have spent those seven or eight hours on hold with Amazon to get rid of the one review. I would have spent those eight hours coming up with a new
1: product so that I could launch two products instead of one. <laughs> what type of ROI do you think that you would have seen on those monies that you deployed? Like if, you were gonna, if you're going to deploy money into the 80%, right? So, uh, so, you know, so that you could concentrate on your high ROI activities. What type of enhancement do you think you would have seen on, on your ROI on that 80%?
2: Okay. Again, great question. When you're starting out, I believe that it's almost impossible for you to really set a specific ROI. But what I do believe is that if you are sure about your skills, whether it's sales skills, let's say you're, like, I also, after that, by the way, I scaled a, a digital marketing agency and I was getting on the phone learned how to cold call, thankfully, at my corporate job. Uh, And then I got into, uh, you know, running my own cold calls. So if I were to spend those eight hours on the phone, and I even even if I, let's say I I would spend $500 in a month um, to get someone else to do like the, you know, the the upkeep of the business. So $500 um, for about, I would say, 24 hours a week. So let's say 100 hours, right? So it saves me 100 hours hours in one month, okay? So what's going to happen? $500, 100 hours saved. If I'm going to get on the phone, cold call for a full month and run my own demos and close deals, that $500 could have easily turned into 5,000 minimum, if not 10K in new clients coming in. So I would say if you are confident in your skills and you're working on those, uh, high income skills again. So copywriting sales, then you can turn 500 into 5,000. No problem in a month for sure.
1: Where do you see the majority? Uh, well, actually, before I even get into the majority, let me talk about your avatar, right? So who's an ideal avatar for your business, right? Who are, who are some of the types of types of individuals that you're coaching and why? So
2: right now for coaching is any business. Owner. So there's two mainly. The first one is a solopreneur or a freelancer that wants to scale their business and hire a remote team, like I said, uh, and even get press. Uh, we help our clients get PR for free, basically, uh, just with the knowledge of it. Um, and the other type of client, like I said, it's a big biz- bigger business that has a brick and mortar store or business in general, and they want to go uh, remote. For my digital marketing agency, I was only working on a revenue share model for mm-hmm. e-commerce stores. So that is my avatar: 100% revenue share, 10% of gross sales. That was my client.
0: Real quick, here, just one question: When you talk about getting your clients press, how does that? How do you do that? What does that look like? Are they press releases? Like are they? on different platforms like what does that actually look yeah
2: like? so so here's the thing i i went to school for business and i took pr as well and when i talk to to pr firms really what they're doing is the heavy lifting yes they do have knowledge of how to get in touch with these individuals that write press releases that talk, they're looking for experts to talk about uh, specific things like um, I I've been collaborating with 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 Adweek for over two years, and I never got one uh PR agency in, to help me out doing it because it's all about creating those relationships. So we go out, we look on on Twitter, we look on Instagram, we look on just blogs and and online who wrote those articles. And then always remember that people like I'm talking about um uh, Uh, People that write any type of articles or blog, they're also content creators. They're looking for people to help them create content. Now, they're not going to feature anyone. But if you start, you know, a relationship with them, starting with saying things, for example, I read your last article about Amazon. I really liked what you wrote about. Um, I am a huge fan. And not only that, I have my own Amazon store. And and then start a conversation. Of course, you're not going to ask right away, can you feature me? But it's all about creating that relationship, second message, third message, then you're going to tell them, hey, by the way, I have a store that's producing 50, 60, 100K a month. If you ever need any information about you know, the ins and outs on how to run that business or anything about Amazon, just let me know. And you plant the seed and you do this long enough. And within four to five months, you're going to start getting three, four, five emails back. Hey, De Niro, I'm, I'm writing an article about Jeff Bezos and how he wants to branch out in the, I don't know, video, video game streaming business. And that happened when, when Amazon acquired Twitch. I remember right away, I was like, hey, I don't know that much about it. But, and, and that's when you know, I did my, my research and then that was my first article. Then she liked what I said second, third, fourth, sixth. And then after that, now I literally, I don't know how many articles there are me talking about Amazon, but you get the idea again, VAs play a huge role in this as well. I would not be able to do this all by myself, but if you do have a team of individuals that can start those conversations, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's 100% worth it. Instead of having to pay five to 10 K for a PR firm to get you those, uh, those features.
0: Dave, can you read that last question? I
1: sure can. Yep. So th- guys, by the way, this is De Niro Bartolini. If you have a question for him, please put it in the chat. We'd be happy to hit it. The question that comes in is what is the one resource you use every single day and love it? Mine would be LinkedIn sales navigator. What's the one resource that you use? Who's the question? <sighs> this,
2: this is a and great question. And by the way, that, okay. que-
1: that question came in from Nikhil Bond. <laughs>
0: Thank so, you so yeah. much. Listen, yeah.
2: uh, Sales Navigator, I do love it. As a matter of fact, my, my team members love it. But if you're asking something that I personally use, uh, that would be the app Todoist. As a matter of fact... Uh, I'm on it as we speak. Two seconds before, Todoist is an app that um, works with the GTD model, Getting Things Done model. So it's all about writing down everything that you gotta do, from literally meditating and and, and, and getting dressed in the morning, all the way down to you know the biggest meeting of the day. Uh, you can divide every single task based on projects, based on on what area is it personal, is it business? You can have subtasks so that you can then assign these subtasks to, to uh, people. Um, and, and the list goes on and on and on. It's basically, um, it, if Trello is great for team building and, and, and running operations within a team, Todoist is, is the same thing, but for yourself. I, I don't use an agenda anymore. I used to use agendas for like 10 years. As soon as I got this app, it syncs on my phone, it syncs on my computer, it syncs on my iPad, it's on my watch. I literally know at any point in time what I need to do, when I need to do it, and how important
1: it is, how, you know, the priority of it is. That's fantastic. Somebody put that in the chat. That was to-doist. And we have another question that came in from David Hammer. What is your major why that gets you excited to do what you do for your clients and for yourself? All right. Going back to Rome. Um, I remember leaving Rome when I was
2: a kid, basically, uh, and, and I went to Toronto and I said, Whoa, I just moved ten years ahead when it comes to digital." Um, and then, and and by the way, digital was not a thing when I first moved to Toronto either. But you know what I'm saying? Like, North America is ahead of you know ahead of Europe, at least of Italy when it comes to digital world. And when I came back here right now, I'm enjoying everything. But like I said, they are 10 years behind when it comes to e-commerce, when it comes to digital marketing, when it comes to business, really. And so my why is to create an opportunity for local businesses here in Italy, where I can help them scale their mom and pop shops, where I can help Mm. them scale their food businesses, where I can help them scale their leather stores or whatever it is with e-commerce and all these things. Now, to make that happen, I can't charge them high fees. So my goal is to build a worldwide coaching business and then use the funds to have a basically a free incubator for local businesses so that it can thrive because the Made in Italy brand on its own, it's very strong. It's just that people here don't know how to use it to the best of their abilities, basically.
1: Danero, two questions for you. Number one, are you consulting American-based businesses or is everything that you... I've been consulting Italian... um, Canadian,
2: uh, Mexican, American, uh, French, Spanish, uh, not that many Italian businesses, just because I, like I said, I don't necessarily
1: want them to help them in this stage of my business, Mm -hmm. but anywhere else in the world, basically. Uh, And here's the reason that I asked that question, right? Because we're... Epic financial strategies. We're a domestic organization. We typically do. We consult with domestic organizations, right? In American based businesses, you're operating as a consultant to David Harder, who's Mr. Business Owner and Mr. Entrepreneur here in the United States. As my call it de facto CEO, I would assume that you're probably coaching me on reinvestment back into my business on a consistent basis going forward so that I can deploy into other verticals. When you're having conversations with your business clients, what are you coaching them into around reinvestment back into the business? So there's five, there's
2: about three, uh, well, sorry, six areas that we coach on. But when it comes to reinvestment, there's generally uh, two or three main ones. The first one is building your remote team. So anytime that your money comes back in into your business, I do want you to reinvest it in some sort of like a team member or, or a strategy or an automation so that you don't have to do it yourself. So that's the first thing. The second is the marketing side of things. So the funnel, the the, the Facebook ads, the Google ads, uh, and, and then of course, again, the PR, which is not about getting, uh, PR firms to do the work for you, but again, it's about building a team of individuals that can help you, uh, get your name out there and build your branding. So those are the areas that we really help our, you know, clients w- where
1: to reinvest money back into their business. I find it so interesting. And I really, really love that because as a one-stop shop financial wellness center, when we're consulting businesses, right, we're constantly looking for how can we help them to improve the velocity on their money, right? How can we make, how can we create strategies so that you prevent leakage, right? So that you prevent, you know, you're preventing, you know, potential tax exposures, your potential, you know, lost opportunity costs, are those things that, that you outsource and or partner with other organizations? Like if you identified as you're as your coaching a client, hey, if you make this, you know, let's, let's do a forensic analysis. And, we, and through that forensic analysis, we analyze that you're wasting money here, here, and here. If you deployed it elsewhere, you could improve your, your ROI. And it, it, Are you getting that deep into your conversation and or do you outsource that? We do outsource that. Now the reason why
2: is because, like I said, we're very focused on remote team building and mm. brand building. But it does like it, it just means that there's going to be individuals in
1: in our network that can help them out if they have issues like those ones. Got it. Got it. I'd be very, very interested to continue a conversation directly with you on strategies that we do here domestically in the US that help people yes. to get multiple returns on their dollar uh, and reinvest back into their business while still maintaining uh, high you know, high ROI in this environment on money that they deployed back into their business strategically as well. I'd really love to have that conversation with you. But we do have another question that came in in the chat. And this one comes in from SK and forgive me, I'm looking around my camera so I can see it is, does your agency also provide local SEO services? So do you have a dedicated team for that service? I don't.
2: And I'll tell you the reason why. When I said earlier that I work only with e-commerce stores is because we are, like I said, on a 10% uh, revenue share model, uh, 10% of gross sales. So what I found initially is that when I went to phone calls and I said, hey, my retainer is four or $5,000. People were about, you know, a bit too scared to start investing money right away. But when we shifted the conversations to let me give me 10% of whatever you make that comes from the ads, then people felt confident that they could start working with me. And at the end of the month, we run a report uh, on Facebook on, on, on either Facebook ads or, or, or Google Ads. Mm-hmm. And so what we found is that if we do anything else that is not Facebook or Google Ads. For e-commerce stores, there's a lot of gray areas. Even lead generation, we don't do. We just do something like we, we just go into, we, we have a conversion tracking pixel or conversion tracking cookie, uh, You know those, those pieces of code that you install in the ads. And at the end of the month, we literally just look how many sales do we get for this client? And then if they got 200K, we get 20K. If we got 100K, we get 10K. Anything else we don't work on, Just like we said earlier, I like to streamline things. And this is the the fastest way from
1: point A to point B, which is help someone get paid for it. Got it. Next question is coming in from Claudia. Claudia, thank you so much. I think this is your first time joining us on Infinity X. Welcome aboard. Please come back. We're adding massive value every single week. Do you teach, De how to start an Amazon store still or only focus on business development? It's a great question. And just like you were saying, David,
2: originally, I do have a partner that does that. Um, I don't do that anymore. I used to. I, I just focus on, digital, um, on remote team building and, and brand building. But if you have any questions about starting an Amazon store, I have some amazing seven figure sellers uh, that can help you with that.
1: Folks, this is Danero Bartolini. We are Infinity X, where we give a stage and microphone to human excellence on a weekly uh, weekly basis. And I have just thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, Danero. My next question for you, though this is this is one that is meant to be a disruptor. Okay, e-commerce growth, all of these different things, entrepreneurial expansion, right? We've experienced over the last ten years. Really, from a global economic perspective, for the most part, with the exception of specific economies, nice growth, right um, and opportunity in new business verticals. In the business verticals that you're working in and that you're consulting on, what are the biggest stumbling blocks? What are the biggest risks that you come, see coming down in the pipeline? They could be regulatory, they could be economic, but what do you see are the potential roadblocks that business owners or entrepreneurs that are launching into your verticals are going to face? So from an e-commerce
2: perspective, I do believe that uh, the market is getting very saturated. Now, that does not mean that there's not going to be opportunities. It just means that you got to get smarter than your competition. When I started, just like when I started on Instagram, you could just post once a day and get a following. When I started on Amazon, same thing. You could launch a a product. If it was a decent product, you'd make sales. Now, things have changed when back in the day, there was three or four competitors. Now there's 200 competitors. (laughs) So again, you got to get very, very good. And so, if you're not ready to put in the hours and and to achieve excellence in your field, I would say stay away from e-commerce because it's not as easy. For example, a lot of people back in the day wanted to do drop shipping because it was, you know, the 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 the, the younger, you know, the, the 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 small brother, you know, of 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 Facebook of um, FBA or fulfillment by Amazon because you could take a product just. Upload that photo to your website. If you got a sale, you could just go to another store, buy the product, ship it to to the client, and you never had to hold inventory. Now, the margins for that are absolutely garbage. Nobody really is making money except the very top, uh, you know, sellers that were there for a long time. So that's the first thing that I can say. Now, the second thing that I can tell you is that uh, if you're selling e-commerce and and you're importing from places like China, um, you're going to find that tariffs will greatly impact your profitability. Mm -hmm. So when I started, this was before 2016, uh, margins were very good. Then after 2017, 2018, there were a lot of changes with tariffs. A lot of my clients went from profitable to non-profitable. I stayed profitable, but of course, not as much as I used to. And that's one of the reasons why I decided to diversify into coaching as well. Mm. Um, now, for what concerns the coaching and the uh, and, and the remote team building, I do believe that post-COVID, there's going to be a lot of people that can't wait to go back to an office because, Yes, there's a big chunk of the population that likes working from home, but there's also another part of the population, including business owners, that want to be in control of their their environment. And working remotely and having a remote team, one of the big drawbacks of it is that you don't know what everybody's up to. So it's possible to learn how to control your team, even if they're not in the same room, but of course it's much easier to do it when they're right there next door, right so that is another big issue. What we find is that a lot of entrepreneurs say, well we've been working remotely for quite a bit. it didn't work i can 't wait to go back to an office <laughs> so those are the two things from the e commerce perspective and from the coaching perspective that I see you know I foresee being an issue moving forward, nonetheless. That's not absolutely, you know, a, a deal breaker, but it's something that we need to work around for sure.
1: Does, does supply chain get in it, like in terms of what's happening right now? Does that, does that present a challenge? Um,
2: I don't, here's the thing. There's so many software uh, pieces of software right now when it comes to, uh, to, to being stocked up in, in the right way. Like for example, um, I know at least four or five inventory management software that you can use uh, in the back end of, of Shopify or, mm. or, of, or of Amazon that can help you, uh, predict even what's going to happen in the future. Now, of course, if there's going to be a complete shutdown for months on end, that we're going to have a bigger problem than e-commerce. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but for what concerns, for sure. you know, the, the issues that we had in the past, um, uh, the Suez canal was blocked for, I believe two or three weeks. Yeah, uh, yeah. last, uh, was it, I don't remember now, like February or March. I don't even remember now, but I remembered it was like, a. a I believe shortage. it was March. Yeah, yeah, it was March. There was a shortage of all sorts of things, but not only in e-commerce. I remember just going to the store and there was no like cat litter or <laughs> there's <was> really <laughs> nothing. I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? Hopefully, there's no cat. Yeah. Toilet <laughs> paper. Canal. Right. I was yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> right. But yeah, so so that's what I'm saying. Like, um, except big issues like those. Um, generally speaking, we're always able to to foresee now with these new uh, pieces of software, uh, small issues when it comes to inventory management and all that stuff.
1: We are Infinity X giving stages and microphones to human excellence, such as denaro uh, De Bartolini. denaro question for you from Nikhil Bond. Do you have, let's see what it is. Do you have a remote team building exercise that you'd recommend?
2: Yes. Um, Once you hire a couple of people, instead of just always having to be the one running the show and the meetings, try and get one, uh, let's say you have a team of three, four people, pick one individual and tell them, hey, who wants to uh, just organize next meeting? And just get them to organ- get this person to organize the meeting. Let's say with three or four people, and give them a project. What's going to happen is. Just like when you were in college and when you had to do a group project, people got together, they got to mingle, they got to talk, they got to understand, you know, how the, you know, the dynamics. It just disappeared for for a couple of days. And when you come back, watch the magic happen. These people will know each other by name. They will talk to each other as if they've been working in the same room, which basically they were over Zoom. Um, But if you're there all the time, it's like students in a classroom. They sit. They listen, they raise their hand, they talk, you, you, you answer the question, and then they go home. They never really got to, inter- to, to interact with each other. But when you get them these projects, like, and that's why I like to have, for example, my LinkedIn outreach team. There's three people that, um, that talk to my prospects on LinkedIn, they work on their own. They just we have one monthly meeting, but they are always in touch. They always know each other. They they always talk to each other. Uh, they, they know they, they know each other better than I know them, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> and and yeah.
1: that's you know team building uh, at its finest, really. I have a question for you. <laughs> so I'm I'm looking at people. My man Sam Richardson is out there. Hey Sam, great to have you here. I'm so happy to have you. Um, you know we have people like Sam who are moving into different verticals and I believe that everybody needs to have a coach. Right. Um, There's a million different business coaches that are out there. And, you know, I I don't want to say that they're a dime a dozen because they sure as heck are not a dime a dozen. Uh, Success leaves clues and the successful business coaches accelerate well beyond the coaches that claim to be coaches. But if I was, you know, if I was going to launch my practice, right, if I was going to look for a specific consulting, why do I hire De Niro Bartolini? Like I said, I
2: have experience building remote teams. And that's what I am good at. And that's what I will get your results in. And it doesn't matter what uh, vertical you're in. Like I said, I helped e-commerce business owners. I helped brokers. I helped doctors. I helped contractors or solar panel installation businesses. Anybody that wants to build a team three after time and, and have you know, lower overheads with, with, with rent and whatnot, uh, that's why you would talk to me and the Remote CEO Academy.
1: Outstanding. Next question comes in. uh, What do we got? We got a question or comment. It said, De Niro, you mentioned that you work with, I'm sorry, I'm looking around my camera, e-commerce stores on a commission basis. Would you mind sharing what sort of marketing techniques you actually, do you usually use in that regard? So
2: we 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 go with Google ads,
1: like right now, because I
2: am focusing on the coaching business, we have phased out Facebook advertising. Between Facebook advertising and Google, you can imagine Facebook has a lot more moving parts than Google ads. When you're running a Facebook ad, you have to have, of course, copy, but you also need to have... Uh, a photo or a video or a carousel or anything along those lines and then you also need to make sure that when you launch the ad people are not going to deface the ad with laughing faces angry faces or bad comments underneath so you also need a community manager for facebook advertising there's a lot more moving parts when you're running google ads for businesses you need a very good copywriter and a very good Google Ad expert, and that is all you need. Nobody is going to put laughing faces on your Google Ad, and and again, you don't have you have to test several different things. But there's no images and all that stuff. So what what I would suggest if you are doing uh, if if you are selling in e-commerce, Google Ads is definitely still very 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 profitable if you know what you're doing. There was this myth. For a few, it's been for a few years that they say that Google ads got, you know, cost prohibitive. I don't believe so. I just believe that there's a lot of people that don't know how to run Google ads, they just put together a couple of examples, they they don't do the, the right, uh, the right testing, and uh, they don't get results. But if you have a team that knows what they're doing, Google ads is still by far one of the best ways to get clients.
1: So who do you scale yourself after, Danelle, right? Because you know I think that anybody who is successful in building out and continuing to upscale the base camp of their business matches mirrors and models after other people who have either been there and done that and or are doing things innovatively that you aspire to move more towards. Like, So who are some of your either mentors or people that you scale yourself after? So one, one of my mentors is, I, I
2: don't know if you guys are familiar with Craig Ballantyne. Um, Craig Ballantyne, it used to it used to uh, have courses online since 2004, 2006. It used to work for Men's Health he launched a turbulence training. That was his first course that was in the uh, fitness industry. He's killed it to, I believe 5 million a year and whatnot. And then he got into business coaching. He's been my mentor for a very long time. Ten, ends up actually being from Toronto as well. So that also helped when it came down to like, Hey, he literally lives down the street from me. Um, and, and so that's why I model myself around, but you know, I, I read about a book a week. I, I read about 40 mm. pages a day. It mm. is something that I do on a constant basis. I haven't stopped since I started my business. And I believe that um, every time that I finish a book, I get more motivated. And it doesn't matter who, you know, uh, like, of course, it matters who wrote it, but it doesn't matter what exactly the book is about. I always get two or three golden nuggets that make me want to do more with my business to give me more ideas. So if you really want to know, like you just want to go through my library and every single one of those books, I am trying to model my business over
1: it was the last book you read right now
2: I finished um what they don't teach you at Harvard business school by Mark McCormick oh, the founder yes. of IMG yeah. uh-huh. love that yeah. book yeah um yeah. I had it on actually I I bought it a long time ago I never got to it I just finished it not that long ago but um, and right now I'm I'm reading uh, uh do you know Sergio Marchione he's the um no can't say the CEO he used to be up to 20 he died um rest in peace but in 2018 but he um he uh, was the uh, CEO of Fiat Chrysler, and okay. so Fiat was the Italian car manufacturer. Chrysler, you know, um, Fiat was was really like about to close down in t- 2004. He came back. He launched two or three different models. Uh, he he had this big merger with Chrysler, which was also bankrupt. And, and now they're the seventh biggest car manufacturer in the world. And, and he unfortunately died, uh, but he was Italian, moved to Toronto when he was 14 years old. And also for that reason, it really resonated with me, but this guy was such an amazing and smart business owner. And, uh, and, and again, like uh, he was loved and hated in Italy. And, and <laughs> for the same reasons that I believe, like I, I believe that here people don't work as hard as they could and, and mm. that's what he
1: and that's why he was <laughs> mainly hated <laughs> yeah. yeah different types of cultures right you know we um yes. um denaro i know it's about uh Two thirty in the morning over where you are currently, but do you have time for two more questions before we finish two up? Two more I just questions. One fifty three. So one fifty. So <laughs> All right. So we got about seven minutes left of uh uh seven minutes left of De time here. One of the questions that came in was, um, who pays the ad costs? The store owner or your agency? hundred percent
2: the store owner. 100% a store owner. Now, we do have some policy in place where if we don't deliver a 3X result on the ad spend, uh, we don't get the full 10%. So if let's say they give us 10K and we only deliver 20,000, uh, then we take maybe 7%. Now, if every business is different. We also look at their margins before we sign them up. Uh, but generally speaking, because we're able to deliver 3X or more on our results, we always get a 10%.
1: Is there a charge for your initial consultation? The initial consultation
2: doesn't have a charge. um, But again, we're very selective with the types of businesses that we work with simply because we don't really get paid unless we give you results. And for that reason, we only partner up with businesses that have had a history of profitability, uh, not necessarily with Google ads, but with their store in
1: general. We are Infinity X giving a stage and microphone to human excellence. This is Dinero Bartolini. We are creating infinite sales opportunities and growth for your practice by adding value, such as giving somebody like Dinero the opportunity to spend some time on the Infinity X stage. Dinero, how do people get in touch with you? How do people schedule a initial consultation with you to see if they are the right avatar for your business? They can contact me at Deniro at Denirob, so
2: I can spell you that name. So it's D E N I E R O at then again, D E N I E R O B as in Bartolini.com. All right. Just let me know that you want to schedule a consultation. I will send you a 15 minute Calendly link where we can talk Uh, again completely for free. It's more of a triage call to figure out if you are a good fit. If you are a good fit, then we'll have a full one hour consultation with our team members that will let you know what we need to do next.
1: De Niro Bartolini, we are Infinity X. De Niro, before we conclude for the evening, what is the last piece of advice that you would like to leave for every entrepreneur that is here on the, watching you on this stage? I believe that instead of
2: chasing profits, you want to chase value for the people that you're helping. That's the main thing, because people are drawn like you are doing right now, David. Uh, you are creating a ton of value for, for, your, for your listeners, and people will remember that. They will gravitate towards you, and, and that's really what has helped me so much. When I first started my business, unfortunately, all I was thinking is, I just need to make money. I need to make money. I need to make money. And it worked out, but it was on and off when I switched my mindset from that to let me just help people as much as I can uh, with tangible results, not just help people randomly, but like help people with tangible results. They can be like, Hey, wait a minute, I'm getting great results. And that's when people come back, whether it's through coaching or even with your products on, you know, on, on an
1: Amazon store, if they like it, they will come back. They will tell their friends and your business will grow from there. I love that. You know, we, we founded, infinity X based upon that concept, right? Because our Focus at Epic Financial Strategies it, and, and my, my focus always with my, with my clients first, last and always is seeing them win. And sometimes that consultation comes directly from services that I provide. And sometimes it comes from creating proximity to value added information from people like yourself. Do I profit from that? Absolutely not. But do my clients profit and benefit from that to ultimately grow organic wealth? Absolutely. All day long and twice on Sunday. De Niro, you have been a rock star tonight on We Are Infinity X. I can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your schedule to share these golden nuggets. Again, this is Denero Bartolini. You can get him at De Niro at denerob.com. You can get him on Instagram. Follow him on Instagram. Always follow us on Instagram. We are Infinity X. TikTok, we are Infinity X. This is Infinity X giving stages and microphones to human excellence. De Niro, thank you so very much for spending the time with us this evening, brother. You absolutely crushed it. Thanks a lot, David. Everybody have a wonderful, wonderful night. De Niro, take good care, stay well and stay safe. Look forward to having more conversation with you, brother. I see you in my future. And folks, we will see you next week on another session of We Are Infinity X everybody have a wonderful night.
0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Infinity X. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube by searching We Are Infinity X. Until next time.